you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. How about let's take out our Bibles and go over to Philippians chapter 2. That's a good place to go, huh? Philippians chapter 2. And the, the, the challenge is this. We've got people here in the building, but we've got people online with us. And we want to make sure that we're one in the family, that we're unified. And so if I'm talking to a camera over here, I'm still looking at you over there. And we're still connected. I hope you guys can, can sense that. Um, I have a message today that is it's great. It's a message of victory. It's a message of hope. I believe every time we open the Word of God, we find hope. And what the, what the world needs now is hope. What our country needs now is hope. And so I want us to pray because I don't want to say anything that the Holy Spirit doesn't want me to say. But I want to say everything that the Holy Spirit wants me to say. And so that's why it's important that we pray. It's important that we open up our hearts to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and not just what a man or a woman is saying. Listen, um, we have a leader, and it is the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping us. Thank you for opening our eyes and opening our ears and opening our heart today to hear what you want to say. We humble ourselves under the hand of God, and we thank you, Father, that we're your sheep. We hear your voice. The voice of a stranger we choose not to hear, and we thank you, Lord, for ministering your peace, ministering your grace, ministering your hope to us this morning. We take hold of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you, wherever you are, if you're there in your living room, uh, sit up on the edge of your seat, lean into this message. Um, I believe it's going to help us as the body of Christ to move forward. And so we started three weeks ago in a new series called What's Next or What Next? What could possibly happen next? And within those three weeks, (laughs) a lot of things have happened. And so what's next? What is next? I don't know that any one of us know what's next. That's why we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. We have to depend on someone who has been there. You know, God stands outside of time. He is eternal. And so he sees what's next. And he wants us to be involved in what's next. But we have to give him our attention. And that's, that's challenging during this time when there's so many speak, people speaking and so many messages being heard. But are they being heard? Are they, are they just being listened to? What are we hearing? What are we hearing? We, we need, Jesus said, take heed to what you hear. What are we hearing? Let's look at Philippians chapter 2. Verse 2, this is the passion translation of Philippians 2, verse 2 through 5, or verse 1 through 5. It says, look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one. 
<laughs> That's a really good phrase. We need some encouragement, and where, where we find that encouragement is through our relationship with the anointed one. Look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one. Say, I'm encouraged. There you are. I'm encouraged. I can be encouraged in the midst of whatever we're in the midst of. You're filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You've experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy. That's so good. The Holy Spirit, he brings us his tender mercy, his comfort, his grace. Whatever we're dealing with, the world's rocking and reeling. And we can have this encouragement in the midst of it. Here's verse 2. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose and you will fill my heart with unbounding joy, unbounded joy. Be free from pride-filled opinions for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interest. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let this mindset become our motivation. So I'm encouraging us to let this mindset become our motivation. That Jesus came. He, he didn't come to take. He came to give. He, he came to identify with us. That's so, that's so important. That's why it's so important that we identify with one another. We said a couple of weeks ago when we started this that we have to identify with the Holy Spirit, right? Because he's our leader. He's our guide. He shows us the way through the, through the maze. And we're in a maze right now, a puzzle. A maze is a puzzle with entrances and exits and dead ends in the middle of it. And if we're not careful of following the Holy Spirit, we're going to hit a dead end. So we have to be sensitive. As the body of Christ, we have to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. When he says turn, we turn. When he says stop, we stop, right? Then last week we talked about what, what, what can I do? That's the question that people are a asking about this current situation that we're facing in our problem. And it's not just a current situation. This has been going on for years and years and years and hundreds of years. Guys, and let me just say, I wish in my heart of hearts that I could snap my finger and change everything. But it... It's not going to happen instantaneously. I wish I could pray and God would wave a wand and, or like Moses, stick up, hold up the stick. But this is going to take work. It's going to take determination. And so what, what, what we talked about last week was uh, connection, talking, listening from the heart. And... And so that propels us into action. It's not just attending a protest. It's not just maybe connecting with one person. It is walking together, walking together. And I want to say that today we're going to walk together. That's one phrase in that 
that passage that I just read, walking together in, with one harmonious purpose. We've got to walk together. Walk together. Now I'm going to share a couple of things because it's personal, and I'm not sharing this to pat myself on the back, but I just want you to know that your pastor wants to walk together through this with others. And so I haven't just started this last night. And Pastor Sheila and I haven't just started this last night. We have made it part of our mission on the earth to connect cultures together. And so uh, we began to pray, what can we do, Lord? What, what can we do in, in this place right now? We started reaching out. We put flowers together. We wrote a note and we went to our neighbors, our black neighbors. Awesome. The results were awesome. This past week, we just showed up on the doorstep and said, hey, we don't understand everything, but we want to feel what you're feeling. And, and we're praying for you. And we love you. We had people walking down the street to our house bringing us gifts. I'm telling you, th if we start just where we are and we connect outside of our skin with somebody else and just commit uh, to them to walk through this, God will work a reconciliation and a revival quicker than we can even imagine with our mind because spiritual things are greater than natural things. Right now, it takes both. I'm not saying it's either one or the other. It takes both. But listen, the power of the church is in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have to walk in the Spirit and work in the Spirit. It doesn't happen when we snap our fingers. But listen, we've got to be willing to do what the Lord lays on our heart to do. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what we did as a step. And so I called my friend John Posey on the phone. I said, hey, John, let's have a conversation. Let's let it begin this week. And we put it out there on the Internet. It was called Building the Bridge. We did a 30-minute session. Actually, we went 35, 38 minutes or whatever. We did that on Wednesday night where we're talking about the issue of racism. Well, I thought we talked about everything. No, you don't understand. There's a lot more to talk about. And so, the, listen, the door is open right now. The window is open right now. And we have to move by the Holy Spirit. We have to move by the Holy Spirit together. So you can watch it on our YouTube channel. And I invite you to go back and watch that. John said seven things that we should do. Pray, number one. Renew your mind to God's word, number two. Learn, number three. Learn, read, listen, and talk. Number four, be slow to judgment. Number five, be kind and gentle. Number six, teach your children. Number seven, celebrate diversity. <laughs> celebrate diversity. You don't want to look like me, and I don't want to look like you. God never made it so that we're cookie-cutter Christians. It's how boring. How boring is it to be cookie cutter, right? Just look at the flowers, look at the birds, look at all the diversity that God made. We can celebrate that diversity and still walk in unity. You know, oneness doesn't mean sameness, you know? I mean, we have a logo for the church, but I didn't issue a text this morning and said, okay, everybody that comes in this building, you have to wear a t-shirt with our logo on it. We, we do that so that people on the outside, if we're at the market or whatever, they say, oh, that, I recognize that church. We're kind of saying, hey, this is where we assemble, you know? 
but God doesn't expect us to wear a uniform, right? And so, you need to know about your pastor some things. I serve as a chaplain to the Gwinnett County Police Department, and I consider it an honor. And it's been about 12 years that I was a certified, post-certified chaplain. I served with uh, Auburn Police Department for years, and then this past year, I moved my credentials over to Gwinnett County Police Department. And so a call went out this week for chaplains to come and to minister to the officers and to the staff. And so Thursday, I did that. Because when people call, I go. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to minister healing. And the, there was a protest that happened at Hamilton Mill this week. And it was awesome. It was peaceful. And it had a lot to do with praying, praying for the policemen, praying for the event, because I know there were a lot of people praying for the event. And so, listen, the news is not going to announce the good stuff, right? (laughs) The news is going to focus on all the bad stuff. So that's why I'm announcing the good stuff. Mayor Higginbotham, Gail Higginbotham, I'm going to have her here to, uh, I'm sorry, Major uh, Mayor. (laughs) Uh, Major Gail Higginbotham is the major over the East Precinct here. And I'm, I'm going to have her come speak. She's a born-again believer, and she loves God with all of her heart, and she loves the team that serves under her. They know that they're public servants. Listen, there's a different atmosphere. Now, I can't talk about one cop, right? L- let me identify as a minister. There have been ministers that have hurt people as well, right? There's been ministers that had background checks, and they still ended up molesting children. I'm sad to say that. But they called me and they said, please pray for me. And so I, I did. And there's a different spirit there. There's a, there, there, it's just, you know, we need to bring healing wherever we go. Wherever our footprint is and wherever we touch should be filled with peace and healing. And so I'm saying this about myself because this, we, we're, agents of healing and we're agents of change and we can speak into a situation and watch things happen God's way and not turn out bad. This is a time where the world is watching us. How we conduct ourselves is so important and that goes for every, every race. Listen, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And so if you want to see the resources that we have on uh, building the bridge and unity, if you go to lifeway.church forward slash unity, it's got a lot of resources out there. Um, One person that I really follow a lot is Pastor Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans. He's a mentor of mine. He's a hero of mine. And what he says has weight in my life. And so I watched a video that he did this past week, and it was awesome. He says, here's what we need to do. And he talks about injustice. And I encourage you to watch it because it's, it's deep and it comes from his perspective. He's been ministering in the environment that he's been ministering in for years and years and years and years. So when he makes a statement, it has wisdom and knowledge behind it. God's using that man, especially now in this hour. So he said, Here, here's a good place to start. He said, here's a good place to start. Pray and find someone different than yourself 
and you and that person go help someone that's worse off. And so that's what I encourage you to do because he's a mentor of mine. I'm going to do that. I'm going to find somebody different than myself and we're going to turn around and serve someone because listen, God does a supernatural connection when we serve together. When we serve together, there's just something that happens when you turn around and you serve somebody that's worse off than you are. And there's healing in that. And this man has seen healing come together. But now we're at a place, we're at a time where we need to step it up, step it up. And it is our responsibility. People may say, well, I I didn't create the problem. I can't solve. No, you can't solve the problem, but you can be part of the solution. If you have the Holy Spirit within you, you can be a big part of the solution. If you'll listen to him and walk with him and work with him, he will show you what to do. And so we started the community outreach. I just mentioned it a little bit ago. This week we're going, or this month, we're going to do another community outreach. We're going to um, fire up the grill and pack up some boxes of food, just invite people to come in. We're, we're expecting that to grow. So we want to help people in our community. We're not just here for us. We're here for the community. Uh, one race. One Race was an organization that was started out of a prayer meeting that I was involved with over five years ago. You can look it up on Google, find it here. But I remember the guys coming together. We would pray together, and we bumped up against two issues, revival and racial reconciliation. Now, does revival bring racial reconciliation, or does racial reconciliation bring revival? And as we prayed, we saw that they were combined that when you experience a revival, there's racial reconciliation. And when you experience racial reconciliation, there's revival. And so I was part of that team, and I was up on Stone Mountain when we had the day on Stone Mountain. I remember very vividly, 12 Stone pastor there, Pastor Kevin, and at one point during the service, they had the cross, and the cross was laying down, and somebody tapped me on the shoulder. This, it wasn't even planned, a pre pre-planned. They said, Bruce, go over there and pull the cross up and set it up. And I remember doing that. And I remember a spiritual thing happening in that setting. Our church has signed the Atlanta covenant. You can look this up on one race website. Our name is listed there. Our, our, our name as pastors is listed there. So Under this Atlanta covenant, it it says this. I want to read just one point. It's called oneness in Christ. We agree to these things. Oneness in Christ. It says we believe, there's a list of things that we believe. We believe, we believe, we believe, we believe. We believe in the oneness that we have in Christ Jesus. We believe that our identity as brothers and sisters united together in Christ Jesus across cultures, genders, and denominations as expressed in the word of God, in the word of God, supersedes any public, private, or personal ideology, race, gender, religion, political affiliation, culture, or creed. Therefore, we reject and renounce any philosophy that exalts any human affiliation above our shared oneness and identity in Christ. Everybody say, in Christ. In Christ, we're one race. And again, oneness doesn't mean sameness. I'm not trying to get you to be like me. 
You do you, I do me, but we're one in Christ, right? And so uh, I'm leading up to something. There's going to be a march on Atlanta on Juneteenth. Juneteenth is the date of the Emancipation Proclamation. For those of you who don't know that, Google it. I'm not going to do all your digging for you. The Juneteenth, we're going to have a march on Atlanta, a peaceful march into Atlanta, and it's on June 19th. You can sign up for it. Go to One Race website and find out about it. Listen, you don't have to get involved with everything, but we do have to get involved with something. The reason that things are the way they are is because we've been sitting in our homes with the shades shut, expecting God to do the work. When God's saying, get up, get out, and move toward your neighbors. Learn how to neighbor. Hi, neighbor. (laughs) Hi, neighbor. I love you. I'm praying for you. I may not understand all of this, but I love you. I don't know that anybody understands all of this. And if we're humble, we'll seek God until he shows us our peace and our part of the solution but we want to be part of the solution, right? If we truly believe 2 Chronicles 7.14 that those who are called by his name will humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our ways, then he will hear from heaven and heal our land. Our land needs healing. Can everybody agree? I want to make sure I didn't lose anyone here. Our land needs healing. We are part of the solution, especially as the body of Christ. We have the power of God, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the armor of God. God is right now depending on us. And this is so exciting because we know that with God, we never fail. With God, mountains can move. Are we ready? Are we ready for what's going to happen in the next week, in the next month? Are you ready What do you do when you find yourself in a maze and you don't know the way out? The children of Israel were in the wilderness, but God gave them two things, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. It was their job to follow the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, right? It didn't matter about their opinion. They were supposed to keep their eyes on God and be ready to move when he said, let's move. And that's what our responsibility is as the church, to keep our eyes on God, listen to him, and be ready to move when he says move. We're moving together to heal our nation. We have to stay ready and we have to follow the Holy Spirit. But we need to also know that there's other voices and other spirits that are trying to divert and derail the plan of God. Other spirits trying to steal, kill, and destroy in the middle of that. But that doesn't mean that we have to follow that way. So look at Philippians chapter 2 again. We're going to talk about walking together. Walking together. Philippians 2. I'm going to start in verse 2. So I'm asking you, my friends. I'm asking you, my friends, here in Decula, at Lifeway Church, or if you're joined with us on the internet, I'm asking you, my friends, be joined together with us in perfect unity, with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Let's walk together with one harmonious purpose 
and I, we will fill the heart of God with unbounded joy. We have to be free from pride-filled opinions. They only harm and cherish our unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in our hearts. But in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. This purpose, we have to find our purpose for unity in what Jesus said in John chapter 17. He said, Father, make them one so that the world will know that I was sent from the Father and that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And so it's in our unity together as the body of Christ that the world recognizes that Jesus was sent. Unity is so important. How is unity uh, uh, conceived? Well, it's conceived by the Holy Spirit. But how do we walk that unity out? We have to purposefully humble ourselves and put others first. Put others first. This has been really all about value. It's, 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 it's always been all about value. When you don't value other human beings as much as you value yourself, you're in the wrong. That's, that's racism right there. I'm more valuable than you. <laughs> you, can, you can call it different names, package it up with different packaging, put bows on it or ribbons on it or whatever, but that's what it is. I have to value others more valuable than myself, right? This is what the Bible says. So we're in a place now where we must value others more valuable than ourselves. It's all about value. True? So here's how we relate. Relate, that's the second point. We have to relate by the person of the Holy Spirit because we can't relate otherwise. I just, I can't, there's just, I can't live my life over and experience some of the experiences that I'm hearing in order to relate closer. So I have to depend on the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit gives, gives us sensitivity training. If we will listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he will give us all sensitivity training. And so we have to answer the question, do we want to be sensitive to others? Do we truly want to be sensitive to others? Or, or do we think we're here for ourselves? You're not here for yourself. You're here for others. A life of purpose, a life lived to serve others is, is, is so satisfactory, is, 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 is satisfying, right? Anything less than that is not satisfying. Can I hear a good Amen. I'm here for you. But guess what? You're here for me. We've got to consider one another before we consider ourselves. We have to love like we have been loved. Part of that is being slow to judge. And my friend John Posey talked about it on Wednesday night, how to be slow to judgment because you haven't walked in somebody's shoes that you haven't walked in their shoes, right? Walk a mile in another man's moccasins. I, I believe that was some saying, you know, way back. I don't know. But look over at Matthew chapter 7. We have to be slow to judge. Slow to judge. Matthew 7. This is in the Passion Translation. Matthew 7 verse 1. I'm going to go 
through verse 5. Matthew 7, 1 says, refuse. Everybody say refuse. Refuse, refuse to be a critic full of bias towards others. That's prejudice, bias. I have prejudice, you have prejudice. We all deal with prejudice. It's just being predisposed to think something. Some of it we, we get when we're a child. We're just kind of programmed. We don't even understand why we think the way that we do or say what we do. But in order to refuse to be that critic full of bias, we have to recognize that it's there and to do something about it. We have to refute it, refuse it, push back on it. Stop being critical. Full of bias towards others. And judgment will not be passed on to you. For, for you'll be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. The measurement that you use on them will be, met, will be used on you. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and yet fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? <laughs> it's a time of self-reflection right now. We all have to take an inward inventory and see what we're thinking. Think about what we're thinking and push back on the things that would separate us and hold on to the things that would bring us together. This is tough work. It's time to quit pointing fingers and look inward. Listen, the more that we point fingers, the more div divided we become. And the church has been full of this. This is where judgment needs to start in the house of God. First, we need to examine why we're so segregated in church. And I have purposely said, I'm going to be bold right now and purposely say that we have intentionally, intentionally become a multicultural church. It's not as uh, uh, diverse as I want that right now. But we're moving in that direction. We're moving in that direction. How do we move further in that direction? By not judging. By taking off the labels. Labels. Lay your label down before you come in here. <laughs> Take your t-shirt off and let's be one. Let's be one. Let's be one. Let's learn to love like Jesus loves. Learn to love like Jesus loves. Verse 4. How could you say to your friend, let me show you where you're wrong, when you're guilty of even more? Verse 5. You're being hypercritical and a hypocrite. First time I've ever seen hypercritical. Don't be hypercritical or a hypocrite. First, acknowledge your own blind spots. Everybody's got blind spots. We have a blind spot. And it says, acknowledge them and then deal with them. Deal with them. And then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. That's true. That's true. 
deal with your blind spot. Lord, help us to deal with our blind spot and help us to not be quick to judge and make assumptions. Just because I look like this, this must mean who I am. Do we really know how to connect with others? I'm going to ask some open-ended questions so, so that we can take this in and, and deal with it this week. Listen, again, this is, you know, a, a time in our history where we need to really let the Holy Spirit minister to us and take in from him what we need to hear. I know what all the world's saying. I know that. And sometimes you can just have media overload. That's why you have to drop back. Listen, Jesus dropped back and he prayed. He got away from everything and he prayed. It's okay to listen to know what's going on. But there's times where we need to drop back and take time to praise and relate to the Holy Spirit so then we can relate to others. Without that vital relationship with the Holy Spirit, we run dry in our relationships with each other. We get testy. I mean, I'm talking from 33 years of marriage here to a beautiful, wonderful woman that God gave me. If my relationship is off with him, I'm dry. I get, I get she can get on my last nerve. <laughs> so she prays that I stay under that fountain that never runs dry, Right? refreshed with the presence of the Holy Spirit that when somebody says something to us that would otherwise cut us and hurt us, we, we, we rise above it and, 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 and minister love. love. Love overcomes hate. Love covers sin, right? Thank God that Jesus loves us in spite of how we act sometimes. And he asked us to take that same love and love everybody else with that love. Do you know how to say the right things and ask the right questions? Probably not. I don't. That's why I listen. When I walk up to someone, and listen, I ministered to white officers. I ministered to black officers. I ministered to a lot of people on Thursday. I went up to headquarters. I was there at the East Precinct twice, 5.30 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, 5.30 in the evening, 6.30 in the evening. And I saw eyes and hearts that were saying, please help me. I want to do my job. I want to I be a peace officer. But listen, a peace officer can only minister peace when they're full of peace. And so they need support. Am I right? Am I right, Felicia? Yes. Pray for law enforcement. We can only minister peace when we're filled with peace. And so, how do we relate? How do we relate to people? How do we move forward in a time that's emotionally charged? Because, guys, the answer is not to run away and hide. We've been doing that. We do a good job of that. I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm going to come in my house and draw my shades and hope that it doesn't come near me. That's fear, guys. And listen, I saw next door all the string of 
comments on next door this past week. Fear, 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 fear. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We've got a long way to go. Afraid. We've got to be filled with the love of God and overcome the fear. Overcome the fear. Love overcomes fear. The answer is not to run back to our homes, close the door and draw the shades. And listen, we've been doing that for this COVID-19 for two months. Somebody going somebody to give it to me, right? Listen, our society right now is infected with more deadly disease and virus than COVID-19, that virus of racism. And we've got to shut it down. We've got to shut it down with the power of the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus. Because of what he did for us, we've got a responsibility, guys. And I, here's my prayer. I pray that this may, makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> and you watching out there, I pray that we're going to be so uncomfortable that we've got to do something. We've got to go to our neighbor. We've got to love on people that you have never loved on before. Talk to people you've never talked before. Man, two of the most lovely things that happened in my life this past week were I met up with someone different than my skin color. We talked in front of a building for 20 minutes and connected. And everybody walking past us are like, ooh, what's happening there? It was lovely. Smiles on our face, loving one another. It was awesome. I'm telling you, the love of God is greater than all this fear that's going around. Let's everybody stand up. Those that are out there watching, you can stand up too. Because we're going to sing. We're going to go out with a song. If you need prayer. We want to invite you to leave us a, a note. Uh, if you're there connected on YouTube, Facebook, you can send us a prayer request. We believe that God still heals. And not only physically, not only our bodies, but he heals hearts. Because there's a lot of healing that needs to happen in hearts, in communities. So my prayer this morning is pray, been, I've been praying for the gifts of the Spirit, not just to heal physical bodies. I think we've been a little bit short-sighted or we haven't seen that God, through His healing power, can heal communities and heal hearts and heal hurts. And as we sing this, let this prayer, this is a prayer of blessing, blessing over you and your children and our community. Just sing this and let the Lord bless you. Let his blessing be upon you. So, Father, I thank you today that we heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now it's up to us to take what we heard and put it into practice. Lord, show us how to love like Jesus loves us. Show us how to be humble and listen and learn and be kind, be gentle. Show us, Father, how to connect and work toward unity so that we see Jesus prayer answered that the world will see from our unity 
that Jesus was sent from the Father. If you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, all you have to do right now, wherever you are, is just say, Jesus, I decide to take my first step and follow you. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I release all of the frustration, all of the anger, all of the bitterness. I release it now and I receive your peace. If you prayed that, believe that, let us know. Let us know that you made that connection. That's your first step in following God. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.